Hi, friend. Welcome to day 126 of the year of our black ass Jesus and his black Madonna. Uh, 2021 and day, they need to close this shit the fuck up immediately, expeditiously, if one will. I am having microphone problems. I don't know where it's coming from. I'm not a fucking tech genius. I'm not a fucking, like, is it an electrician? I don't do this shit. I haven't recorded in about a month. So the microphone has been somewhere in my room. And I picked it up and the girl said, bitch, pay me. <sighs> How are you, friend? Honestly, I think I need to do this. <gasps> That's right, garage band. I should garage band the shit out of this. Um, but I don't know how to do that yet. Or do I? Let's sort this out. We're going to try to do this shit. And it's just, it's happening. I don't. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like I've been gone and your question is, but where have you been, Steph? And the goddamn question is, where the fuck haven't I been? They opened up this fucking world and I said, let go. Look at me now. Hey, look at me now. Uh. So as the whole reason for this podcast, because the name of my actual podcast is Side Eyes and Cocktails, but the whole reason for this podcast is to be watching what was going on because I couldn't do anything. So there was a part of me when the world opened up that said, now, hey, now, if you're out there doing, can you really be watching? And the answer is yes, bitch. They need to close this shit the fuck up immediately for my sake, selfish reasons only. Um, but you know, listen, where have I been? Everywhere. <laughs> um, but did you miss me though? I want to say that question is only to somebody named Carlos, but I don't even think they care. So, but did you, did you miss my voice? And the high inflection? When I get excited about something? Okay, it's no, it's fine. <clears throat> I've had a problem with my voice for a very long time. I feel very insecure about it. Um, mainly because I don't know what accent the colonizer wanted me to have, but it ended up being a variation of so many different things. And eventually, one day, if it's not to critically listen to the things that I say on the podcast, I will enjoy the sound of it. But I've been told by people that they enjoy the sound of my voice, um, probably when I'm not yelling at them. But I'm not a yeller. I'm a lover. Everybody knows that, right? 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 Cool. But how are you, friend? Don't be fucking rude like Carlos. How the fuck are you? I genuinely care. I want to know how you've been doing. I've missed talking to you. 
Have you missed me? Okay. Let's ask like the true questions. Did you take your fucking vitamins? Hold on. Don't be don't be fucking rude. Like seriously, did you take your vitamins? Because I fucked up this week terribly bad. There was at least like four days where <clears throat> I live in San Diego once again, and so shit is fucking wild lately. Like everything is just nuts. Let's wait. We'll wait. We'll all wait together. Why not? What of it? What are you going to do? Don't turn it off. Okay. Okay, but friend, did you drink your water? Yeah. What about electrolytes? How are you replenishing? Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Um, let's talk about your skincare routine. You're keeping up with that? Daytime and evening. Evening is very important, you know, it keeps the skin. Remember what in Boomerang when Eartha Kitt was uh, drinking the prune juice and she was like, it keeps the skin tight. I want to get like, that's basically like where I'm headed. While I still enjoy my 30s, like eventually what's going to happen is I'm going to get on some Suzanne Summers, like Eartha Kit type shit where I'm probably just going to be having like prunes all day. Well, that sounds weird. <laughs> Ignore that statement, friend. But we're all about health. We're all about, um, you know, keeping the body tight to attract certain people's attention. Um, okay. Forget the skincare routine. You, you brushing your teeth every single day with the whitening, the, the, is, are you using the charcoal? Turmeric? You went to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're keeping your teeth white, white. Got it. That's nice. That's, that's beautiful. That's nice. That's really cool. Um, I'm a pro enamel girl because I love a lot of citrus and that has done a number on my teeth. I feel like my teeth get very sensitive when I'm constantly on citrus. So pro enamel is really good for me. Um, good for the body, the citrus, lemons, limes, you know, oranges and things of that sort, you know, with the vitamin C and, you know, COVID was a lot, but, um, I hope you're doing well. And, um, yeah. Did you exercise? Uh-huh. Only on Tuesdays. That's cool. But going back to the skincare routine, did you keep your skin nice and soft, you know, with a nice moisturizer? Like, would Buffalo Bill be impressed? Huh? No? Okay. <sighs> yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a lot, like, fucking, like, going on. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I guess the... Thank you so much for asking, by the way. Um, for the most part, I've been keeping up with my exercise regimen. It's not a regiment. It's a regimen, I think. Uh, colonialism, white words, nobody cares. Uh, so I've been exercising, and I desperately want to join this gym um, that 
is very near to my house and I want to, I, my body is where I need it to be. I just wanted to be so much like more toned. I haven't talked to you guys in a long time, so I'm forgetting how to talk to people. (laughs) Same words. So yes, I just wanted to be more toned and just, you know, uh, feel good about it when I look in the mirror and, uh, definitely went back to not eating as much as I should be. Uh, you know, I stopped my Dr. CV diet of juices, cleanses for like 30 days and your bitch was back on the gin like very fast. And the she's got a hold on me that Bombay Sapphire you know what I mean she's bomb she's a sapphire she's a bomb she's a sapphire so anyway um I don't know but I hope you're exercising and keeping yourself well and uh dancing hopefully you know even if it's just around in your apartment when you've had too much of, of the, of the Bombay, or maybe you went out, you know, and you kept your mask on and you started dancing. Um, but yeah, I've been good. I did go out and dance maybe one time, maybe. And it was really nice. It was, um, I know the bad parts about it. (laughs) Um, but it was nice to see people. I was terrified when, so just to give like a step update, I was in Las Vegas for about a week or so. My dad has a place there. And so the whole family went and I was over the fuck whelmed as soon as we walked in because it seemed like everybody and their fucking mother was there. And I couldn't, um, There was like a community pool and things like that. And I just said, if you think I'm going to leave my fucking like room, you've got me all the way fucked up. So my sisters and I basically playing the, is it heads up? The one where you guess things, you know, on the, on the head and yeah, the shit was nice. It was just like, it was fun. It was just a lot of fun. And We ate a lot of food and, you know, there was a ramen day. There was a pizza day. There was a barbecue day. Oh, my goodness. The family came over because it was my my stepmom's birthday. And she looks – her hair looks so freaking beautiful on her birthday. I don't know what the fuck she did to it because I didn't see curlers. (laughs) I didn't see – but her curls were fucking amazing. And um, it was just good old family time. And I swear to you, there's something so beautiful. Having been a child of divorce and, um, watching my parents sort of struggle with having a, I don't want to say if the word is a fulfilling relationship, but certainly a loving one because I do remember my mom coming up to me one day and saying, don't be like me in love. Um, she's Leo. And to see my dad happy and they're just so in love and 
you know, they've got this little life together that they've built where, yes, they're trying to retire, but they've got two places where they can go to. And, you know, the my dad retired like 30 years from the Marine Corps. And so he's just, he's done with work. He's so over it. And, um, but when they get their time to be free and just be themselves. It's so nice to watch them. I can't, I can't complain. Um, I brought the drama. <laughs> That's Selena, by the way. My dad is like, hey, Steph, so you're still drinking, you know, the tequila. And Normally, yes, that's the answer. And my go-to version when I go to their house is they have this, I guess it's called Winco. <laughs> and Winco is so cheap over there. The I pay like $30 for the bottle of Cazadores like over here. They pay like $19, $20. I'm like, dad, get me that Cazadores. Like, get, get me a couple. I'll reimburse. I'm hoping he says no stuff. Don't worry. But... <clears throat> The first bottle was free. <laughs> the second, not so much. But then I was like, Dad, listen, I'm on this, uh, you know, Dr. CB diet. And, you know, I just want my body to be healthy and blah, blah, blah. So uh, I'm going to need you to find me some Nova kombucha. And he's like, what the fuck is a kombucha? So we spent like a good hour when we got to Vegas because we drove and so that my sisters drove in a different car. I was with my, uh, you know, with the parentals and we had to go to like three different stores to find some damn kombucha. And I think eventually it was like June moon or whatever. Um, and so I was like, dad, yes, try kombucha. And I forget that I like tart things. Lord have mercy. He hated it. He hated it. He said it sounded like a bad word and it is what it is. Like it was fine. And then the fam came over and, uh, you know, to their place in Vegas and we had a, a cookout that I definitely did not go downstairs to because the barbecue was a community spot and it just, it wasn't the thing for me, but it was so nice to see people. It really was just such, so beautiful to see people. Um, and then on national siblings day or whatever that was, my sisters and I went to, um, was it the, uh, Red Rock observatory or Red Rock something. And we went on a nice hike and it was just nice. You know, it was, it was a nice ghetto after a year of being stuck in the house. It was really just a nice, nice, nice situation. Like with everyone. Um, so when I came back, that's when I kind of said, Okay, well, let me maybe try to hang out with some friends. That might be a thing. Uh, maybe, sort of. I did. So, I did go out. And I cannot tell you how over-the-fuck-whelmed I was the very first day. Um, the very first thing that I did when I went out, like proper public public not just like oh open air we're going to the beach oh you know um yikes 
we're going to a restaurant that has a lot of room and, you know, uh, we went to the neighborhood because, you know, I'm a gay and sometimes I forget that when I fall in love with men, like unexpectedly. Um, I went to this art show in Barrio Logan and the artwork, first of all, was so fucking beautiful, so fucking beautiful. But I have one of my friends that's visiting. She's visiting from, I'm going to say Canada, New York. And uh, she's trying to figure out if she wants to move to California. And it was our first time going to an event like this. And it was my first time going to an event like this. And I'm meeting the friend. Um, I talked, I, I think I talked about him like last week, like uh, we went to the beach or not last week, but you know, the last podcast, like whatever. And he's just, he knows so many awesome people, so many amazing people. And it was uh, once again, great to see him and great to meet, you know, some of the people that um, he knew, but I got there first and holy the fuck Lord, nobody was wearing a mask. Nobody wanted to wear a mask. It was packed as fuck. I'm wearing my mask because girl, fuck you. I haven't had the vaccine yet. So I'm walking around trying to look at the artwork because my favorite place to be in the fucking world is in an art show. So I'm, it reminds me like Mexico City was probably one of my favorite cities in the world because within where I was staying, there were 300 art, uh, like art exhibits and you go in there and it's so different and just so beautiful and so just exquisite, but the word is different. I never see the same shit. And I walk into this place and the art is immediately just like, oh, capture my soul. Like, take me away. Like who made this and who made that? So I'm standing there looking at a photo of this um, Sagittarius thing. And this person had made it was a couple of them. The artist had made a few different ones and I was standing by her exhibit. And so my mask is on and this woman, and I thought my outfit was so cute that day. So I'm just, first of all, going out today right now currently is just like, let me get cute. Like, let me try at the very least to get cute. That's all I want to do. So I'm standing there looking at this photo and this woman starts taking pictures of me. And I'm like, who are you? First of all, why are you taking pictures of me? And she has this like disturbed look on her face. She doesn't have a mask on and she looks kind of pissed off. And I was just like, but like, who are you? Seriously, like, why are you taking photos of me? And she's like, I'm the owner of the gallery. And I was like, ah. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay for you to take off your mask. And I said, <laughs> my body, my choice to myself, because I'm not trying to fight with Trump supporters right now. You know what I mean? That's not a thing. And so I said, well, you know, if you want to take a photo, I'll take my mask off for the photo. And she's like, okay, good. Finally, we have an understanding. And she took like a couple pictures of me and it was really nice. Um, it was just, it was too packed though. So my friend, uh, just, I wasn't feeling it. And she went outside and she, you know, was chilling. And, but we were supposed to go back to my friend's house and 
uh, he was gonna, he's a personal chef, so he was gonna cook dinner and like make a dessert because it was her birthday weekend. So I don't know. It just, it ended up being this beautiful evening because uh, she left. She ended up going and uh, to go be with a friend, but we all ended up going to the friend that I went to meet there and the one that uh, invited me there. We went to his house and it's just a few blocks away from my, uh, from my house. And it was so, it was just the four of us. And we were just talking about any and everything that has been going on, things that are going on, fun subjects, difficult subjects. I was able to get in a Game of Thrones subject. So, you know, my dumbass was happy and, you know, some astrology. So I was definitely happy. But we talked about very serious subjects that were going on that were just so, it was nice. I missed it. I really missed it. Like I said, the original point of this podcast was to be um, side eyes and cocktails. And I was in that friend's house the day that I realized exactly what I wanted my podcast to be because I had so many difficult conversations with people that were mostly white that could not understand a young woman living in the city, just because you happen to find me attractive doesn't mean that I don't have problems that, you know what I mean? Like, just because you happen to think like, oh, okay, she's cute. She's cute. So like, there's no, like I have real like situations that are going on and I really do like to talk about them just because as of right now, and especially, um, when the pandemic began, we don't realize that we're leaving memoirs on our social media. And I don't want anybody to get shit fucked up about who I was and who I loved and who I appreciated and who loved me back and who appreciated me and, you know, what I was all about. Like, I hate when you see a celebrity or somebody die because that's how we sort of view things, you know, when it happens to a celebrity, all, all of a sudden it's a big deal. And then it happens to somebody and then you see like, oh, they only had like 14 likes. But then as soon as they, you know, fucking like kick the bucket, all of a sudden it's like, oh, 500 likes because they had 500 fucking followers that now like they, they, you never gave the flowers when it was supposed to be there. So they never knew. So now they're watching you. You're trying to get them kicked out of heaven because they're cussing you out. You know what I mean? Nobody else? Nobody else feels that way? Okay. So I had a beautiful night. I had a gorgeous night. It was some sort of pistachio fondue, like dessert. And uh, I don't know what Jesus is trying to say, but he is sending me uh, uh, um, South, uh, Central and South American men or the origin of, and he's been doing this for like a little, a, a little minute. And I always say this, I immediately see black men first. Black men do not see me. <laughs> um, but I immediately see them but the people that normally ask me out first, there's a type. And I was out, you know, one week and then out the next week. And, you know, first it was Colombia. And then next, I think you say the Americas, but I want to say Mexico. So you never know. And 
it was nice, you know, to get some attention and to get some, uh, it's probably not going to go anywhere because maybe the excitement is just like a little too much, <laughs> but I certainly enjoyed myself. Um, my friend and I, pardon me, sleep. It's, it's WrestleMania time for her. Like I said, she likes to like to move around when I'm talking. Um, but it was nice. My It was my friend's birthday. I took her on a boat. I'm on a boat, bitch. Motherfucker, take a look at me. And she enjoyed herself. And we met this lovely couple. Ignore that shit. I didn't close the windows. And it's just dumb moves, amateur moves. This is what I do. Um she we met this photographer from chicago that took her photos and she said oh you know once i edit and do all of that you know i'll send them to you and she sent them to us and she looks so happy the, like i can't even describe how i felt when i saw them like she looks so happy and they were beautiful and she had a good time, but, um, you know, the next thing that we did, we went to this Jamaican spot this last weekend and yikes, yikes, ignore me, ignore me, ignore me. I don't have alarms that just like randomly pop up like from time to time, but I do. And, um, she oh so we went to the Jamaican spot this last weekend and I order from this place all the time because curry goat is it's a gift from God. Oxtail is a gift from God. I don't know if people like know that and but that's where I normally order it from. I always order it from them so they know, they know my name even though they don't know my name. So I didn't say my name when I got there, but they know my name cuz I order like Uber Eats like can say, "Hey, this bitch has been spending money here for a minute." And it's been a minute because the place used to be called Island Spice at first. And I learned about it when I worked for UCSD's La Jolla Playhouse, which brings on like all of these like Broadway beautiful like, you know, shows. And then I left that nonprofit sector to go, I guess, back into real estate only to leave real estate because like, who wants to do that? And, um, but the woman that I worked with at, it's the La Jolla Playhouse, the woman that I work with there was uh, West Indian. And so Caribbean food was the shit. And she to told me about this place called Island Spice. So it's been down the street from where I live for so long. And then it got sold to a different person, and and now it's like Jamrock. I think <laughs> is it Jamrock? Actually, I need to check because I always say "Welcome to Jamrock." I want to listen to that Damian Marley song so bad, but it rocks. Is it Jamrock? I don't think it's Jamrock. Um, but I order from there all the time, and they had a birthday party. I want to say for the owner. And I walk in there. This is the first time that I'm going to go out and be around the blacks. <laughs> I was just like, 
I asked her, I said, do you want to go to this, you know, it's a Jamaican spot. It's let's, let's do this. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm going to get quite taken by a Jamaican man and I'm going to get the fuck out of there. That's like, you know, life is like, life is going to be different. You know, life is good, you know? Um, and I walked in there, they're playing Diddy. I need a girl. And I think it's the one, is it the one where he says five foot five with dimples or is it the one with Usher? Or is that the same one with Usher? Because there's one with Luna. Is it, are they both with Usher? You're answering these questions. I can't hear you. I'm going to figure this shit out. But anyway, there was this really cute dress that I bought a long time ago for New Year's. And I was supposed to be in LA with a Leo and was supposed to wear that dress. And I just never got a chance to. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. We're sparkling tonight. Let's wear these goddamn sparkles and let's go to this place. And... I swear to the black Madonna and the sweet baby black Jesus, we got some jerk wings. We ate the jerk wings, but I don't like eating with my hands in such public places. And I want to keep my mask on and all this shit. And I'm drunk when I get there. Not drunk, but I'm tipsy when I get there. So I'm already feel I'm feeling good when I get there. I shouldn't say drunk. I'm feeling good when I get there. And I lock eyes. And it's over for me. It's done. I was done. Not really. Not really. I locked eyes and I was like, yeah, he's not going to come over here. Like, whatever. You know, cool. Cute. It's cute. And then we're done with our wings, kind of, but we don't have a to-go plate. And we both wanted a to-go plate. So I'm standing in line to go to the to-go plate. And somebody comes to stand, like, next to me. And I was like, oh, you're the eyes from across the room that I was noticing. And I don't know if it was his eyes or his lashes or his smile or his beard. I'm not sure what it was, but definitely his confidence. So I'm like, okay, you're very cute, but what's going on here? And he's like, what are you in line for? And I was just like, oh, you know, just here to get it to go box. And he walks over to the front of the line, because I'm number five, and he walks over to the front of the line and somehow gets, like, the to-go box immediately. And then he hands it, he's like, this is what you needed. And, yeah. And then I spent the rest of, like, the next, like, hour, possibly two, trying not to um, be slutted out, like, in front of people. And so he was like, hey, do you want to go to brunch tomorrow? But I was like, okay. And, but why aren't we married yet? You know what I mean? I'm just going to move fast now. You know, COVID could come back like tomorrow. You need a, you might need a, you might need a new pandemic bay. You don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what they have. So anyway. I was completely enamored. We had a beautiful conversation. He, I was going to call, if I did not say this to him in person, I was going to call, call him King Gold Chains because he just had, he seemed, he's flashy. You know what I mean? Like he's just like one of those flashy dudes. And I like that kind of energy very much because I hate it when people don't 
try with their outfits. I don't like it when people are just so boring with their outfits. So this was impressing me very much. I was like, oh, okay. So like if we ever went out, you would you would dress up. Okay, okay, okay. Um <sighs> so I was enamored. And then I went to see him the next day. Somewhere possibly in PB, perhaps. And I just didn't appreciate how, like, some people, like, is it game or is it just the world being opened up? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because, like, I'm kind of playing this, like, little game with myself. Like, okay, like, do you really or do you not? Like, I'm playing, like, you know, funny games and posting memes and things like that, like, about him. Uh, because I think it's, like, fun. But at the same time, I'm just like, but wait, but wait a second. Now, wait a second. And we spoke on the phone for about three, like, fucking four hours. I want to say, like, six to seven hours within a 24-hour period on the phone. And I haven't done that with anybody in a minute. So naturally... I'm like, hey, Steph, most of the time you're just super secretive about who you're involved with and what you're doing. So let's turn this shit around post-pandemic. Go all out. And that's what we're doing. Technically not, but, you know, if somebody's not interested, they're not interested. But uh, I'm... You never want to drop like the line, like, hey, I'm in your city. <laughs> what about that dick, though? You don't like that's rude. You know what I mean? Because you know, I don't want a guy to do that to me unless, of course, that's the energy that we have. Because if you're listening to the podcast, you know that I've, I've been talking about a Leo for like a little minute now. And the Leo and I are I, there's so much has gone on. I don't even know like where to like fucking like start talking about this love life because remember it had stabilized it had stabilized but i was like i was asking the full moon and the gods i said i need to get over this leo like now i need to do this like right now i can't do this i've spent too much time i've spent way too many years on this So then I go to the Jamaican spot and they said, you are what you eat. So I became a jerk. Chicken. Pussy. You know what I mean? But he's got a very great personality. So I'm offended and I hope his wife and his girlfriend don't get offended by me talking about him because, you know, it would be rude. But also, bitch, I could fight. So bring it once. I had a good time. I'm not going to lie. I've had a pretty lovely time, you know. Uh, the only other situations that are going on personally, I think we need to eventually just have like a conversation about expectations, boundaries, you know, being able to let people know what you need, what you want, 
And, you know, if you don't want something, then let that person know. Um, But then also be able to have an adult conversation and say, hey, this is what I was expecting. This is what I need. And I think the sooner the better because it's just a respect issue. Um, And that goes for all relationships. It really does go for all relationships because I think we get ourselves fucked up when we don't um, assert our... It's not dominance, love. I spoke about this last week. I think boundaries. And if you let somebody walk all over you and you're just, you know, you start to resent them and uh, that's not a good situation. And if you, um, you know, feel obligated, like you have to be around this person because you have to do things, so that's not good, you know? So I've been stressed out. The like job situation has been stressing me out. Money has been stressing me out. Thank the fuck God. Like today I got some really good news about that. So I'm just like, you know, when you've been, I've been tabulating just like this entire time. Like, okay, so how much is rent? And how much is this? And as somebody that has been independent since I was 17 and just had like a minor break in 2017, 2018, um, not a break. It was just like, a, when I say a break, like, I mean like an emotional fucking like breakdown where I was just like, I'm done with life. Let's go ahead and just like cancel this shit out. And I'm not going to deal with this anymore, but I think it's important for people to have their own space. I think it's important for people to recognize the fact that being alone, this pandemic was amazing. And part of the miscommunication that I had with that Leo and you shut your mouth, uh, even though I was like going there basically like once a month, maybe two, <clears throat> twice, whatever, um, was the fact that I don't want to live with that person because I think it's beautiful what they're building on their own. Um, I wanted... I like I needed my own space, you know, I needed the time to sort of wallow in the terrible shit that happened. I needed time to think about what the fuck is my hobby? God damn it. You know what I mean? I needed time to actually look at my books and, you know, I actually want to read them, you know, because I bought them. I needed the time to want to know what the fuck I wanted to do after this pandemic was over. And now that it's open, it almost seems like, oh my God, floodgates like open, like, let's just do all of it, which no, I only want to do one person. (laughs) And sadly, he's a Christian Grey fan and I've read the books and so I'm attracted and I feel upset, you know, I feel really upset that I like God would, you know, do this to me because I, once, you know, once you realize like you have control issues, it's a, it's a good thing, but having to give up control so that somebody else can be in charge of certain things is very, is very difficult for some people. And that I think is very difficult for me. I like general control, but like, Hey, behind closed doors. Yeah, sure. Sure. Babe. Sure. 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 What are we doing? What are, what, what, what are we, uh, what are we, uh, why is your words getting so high? You know, how's that novel? Um, 
it's just weird. Everything is weird. So I think we have to be able to pace ourselves nicely. Uh, don't drink and be on your Instagram the entire day of the weekend just posting dumb shit. Um, and also be aware of the fact that you have valid and real feelings, but also take it slow, you know? You got to take it slow and you got to take care of yourself and you have to put yourself first. And uh, But you also have to be good to people because it's not good to be mean to people just for any reason other than you can. Unless there's an understanding there, you know? So it's a, it's a fine balance that we sort of have to work on once again uh, because the world is opening up. And that means that people are opening up and it's crazy out there. So I hope you've been taking care of yourself. I've been good. I've just been, <laughs> I've been enjoying myself a little too much, um, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun and I can't wait for the summer. I really can't. I'm, I can't wait for the summer. I know for sure I want to go, I don't want to say it out loud. But I know where I want to go for my birthday. I know where I might end up in June. Like that, I just, I feel very, very, very happy about the world opening up. So I hope you've been enjoying yourself and I've missed you and I love you, friend. We're going to get started with a very brief America's Burning Report because this week it's all about um, the stuff rent. Okay, let's go. Of course, my podcast is not working. Oh, you can. This week in the America's Burning Report, I have so much to talk about, but I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. It's been um, it's been a lot. Because we, the, you know, last time that I spoke to you, I think DMX had just gone into the, um, you know, hospital. So the Derek Chauvin uh, uh, trial was still uh, happening. And so much shit has fucking happened with immigration, with the financial system, with, you know, um, damn, the... Uh, foreign policy, like there's shit that's happening. And I just, I, I wake up and I listen to democracy now before I even think about people. I wake up and think about, oh, I need to go take my vitamins and make my green juice and figure out where I'm going to walk today. And on the ride or not ride, but on the, um, you know, walk to wherever the fuck I'm going. Cause I want to walk everywhere. I don't care if it's five miles. I, I know the music that I'm going to listen to, but before I listen to that music, I need to listen to democracy. Now I need to watch the news. I need to, you know, listen to what people are talking about. And I cannot tell you what a fucking refresher this shit was when the world opened up where, that was my life before just because my job being um, organizing and talking to people and wanting to make sure that nobody's going to catch me fucking slipping, saying some dumb shit. 
um, or not looking at both sides or anything. It was quite freeing to just have like a little bit of, um, I guess it is like, you know, like a crush, like, oh, let me focus on something that might be possibly terrible for me, but absolutely fun, like to think about, you know, let me, you know, fuck it. Like, let let me try to find porn that looks like him so that I can pretend, you know, uh, that that this happened or, you know, maybe think about like, you know, the future that this might happen or, you know, something completely frivolous and completely selfish and completely fun. And, um, you know, romance, depending on what kind of kink you're into. Um, and so I just didn't, I know the case is going up and I think the world is going to close back up again. Um, but it has been so much fucking fun to be out there and seeing people and seeing people happy and smiling and happy to see their friends and happy to see their family and just... I can't, you know, I would love to go to my coronavirus. This shit is real because this is definitely real and people are still fucking dying. But this week, I would say this, this was the first week. The the last two weeks, I definitely have notes. Like I have a notebook, you know, the goddess is watching like notebook where it's just right. Okay, this is like what you're going to talk about. And I just, unfortunately, I'm... I would rather just get the words out now and say the most disturbing thing that I've seen in the America's Burning Report um, over the course of the last three weeks has been very consistent. It is ever-changing in the fact that it's getting worse and um, it's the homeless problem. And... I was in Vegas and Vegas, it's not that, it wasn't that bad of a problem. Was I in LA? I feel like I was in LA. Lord almighty, I feel like I was in LA. I probably wasn't, but I feel it in my bones. Um, But in San Diego, I've lived downtown now for 10 years, you know? Um... I've talked about the person that I was with, you know, from the time that I was 16 and um, how we moved to Hawaii after college. And then we came back to San Diego and I've lived downtown since. We have not lived together, but I've lived downtown since. And I lived in the heart of the gas lamp, like on Fifth and Broadway. And so I would just, you know, get dolled up, walk outside my door and, you know, what's the adventure, but then racism, you know, but then (laughs) misogyny and Um, and it was different. There would be something about me being able to walk out of my house and uh, because I need to go move my car and it was scary because it was 3am and you didn't know like the drunk people, what they were going to say, what they were going to do. But I walk to the convention center every day. I walk, well, not, yes, because I want the stairs. I want an ass. Like, I'll say it. Fine. I want, like, just a little bit, a nice one. At least a little, it, it, it's small, but, like, a nice firm one. 
And so I walk to the convention center every day and I try to walk the steps over and over again. And then I pick like, okay, girl, like, so walk to Balboa Park then. If you're so bold, okay, girl, then walk to the harbor. And if you're so bold, and my whole thing is as long as I get five miles or the first 11,000 steps, whichever's best, then we're doing that. But it's getting scary. The homeless situation is getting very scary because it's not the people being homeless. It's the fact that there are some unstable people that are homeless and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen and you don't know what somebody's going to fucking say to you and you don't know when somebody's going to fucking touch you. And I'm sorry, I don't like anybody fucking like touching me unless I told you I wanted you to fucking touch me. I'm a consent bitch. I like that. And you know, it's fun, but it's good. It's great. It's amazing. It's excellent. It is what is needed. But I remember, I want to say it was last week I'm walking and maybe I was on Broadway in San Diego and I keep my headphones on. I don't put my head wrap anymore because uh, that's best for me. But at the same time, crazies. And I just don't want it. I don't want I don't want the attention. I don't want the drama. I don't want you to say anything. So I'll, you know, plop on a cute little like, you know, wig and then see what happens. And this man is trying to talk to me and I'm just like, <laughs> can't hear you. Can't, you know, pointing to my headphones. Can't hear you. I've been doing this shit since high school. Can't hear you. <laughs> can't hear you. And he's like, no, but you will hear me. So now you have a person that was in like was mobile and is walking and then they stop and then they turn around and they look at you and they're like, no, you're going to hear me. Take off your headphones. And because my hand is in my pocket and I'm turning down the music just to hear like, well, what's the escape route out of this? And he, he was homeless. He wasn't mean at first. And then he was like, can I get a hug? And I said, COVID. And he's like, ah, ah, got you. And then he walks behind me only to quickly turn around and embrace me from the back. And I was like, holy the fuck, Lord. And I'm just going to get my five miles because if I want to be a skinny legend, like how am I going to do it? You know what I mean? How am I going to do it? So selfish reasons and health reasons and just like, hey, I, I love the walk. I love looking at the fucking sunset at the end of the fucking day in San Diego. It's too beautiful here. I love it. But you're touching me without my fucking consent. And I was nice and, you know, I, I told you my boundary and you didn't listen. And that was only, meh, not the only time that somebody's just like maybe possibly just like randomly like, you know, touched me when I didn't want to be touched. Um, here recently because 
I was, so today I was in Mission Valley. And when I tell you, you bitch likes to go for a walk, I love to go for a walk. Like, that's my thing. I really love it. As long as my legs look good, I feel good. I feel right, Brian. I feel right. I feel really right. But it was um, really sad to see how many people were displaced and uh, without homes. And it was fucked up because a lot of the people were slightly fucking chaotic. But because I've lived downtown for so long, I learned... One night I was going to go check on my car and there was this man and I felt bad just because he happened to be black. Uh, there was this man that was walking around the corner, but it's 3 a.m. and he's yelling and shouting at somebody. And so as soon as he, you know, turns the corner and he's still yelling, I'm like, ah, and he's like, what the fuck are you yelling for? And I was just like, I didn't know what you were going to do. And he's like, I wasn't going to do anything. I'm mad at him, not you. And I was like, well, everything is just yelling. I'm just trying to move my car, you know? Now, if I was the cops, they would have killed him. You know what I mean? Like, there's that kind of a fucking, like, dynamic. Whereas I'm seeing every fucking person just... It was, it's, it's too much. It's really too much. And earlier on today, when I was walking, I said, I don't think you need to walk certain routes. And I think you kind of need to think about different routes because this doesn't seem as safe as it used to be. And I'm telling you as safe as it was three weeks ago, as safe as it was, like I was doing all of the walking, all of the days, like during the fucking month of April and, um, you know, like March and this shit was different, but, you know, Biden moved the, 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 the homeless people out of the convention center and he, you know, put the, the migrant children there. So you've got, they had to do something with them, but they can't ship them anywhere because, oh, policies and people are paying attention. So we don't want, you know, like, ah, it's rough. Because a lot of people just need some fucking help. And sometimes the only help that you fucking need is somebody giving you a place to rest. Just a place to clear your mind. And maybe a place where you don't need that fucking gin. But, you, you know, you might have a nice meal. You know, a place where you can feel like yourself, but we're not giving people the access to feel like themselves. So they're out there roaming the streets. And me being a downtown resident, you don't make eye contact. You don't say shit. You don't get startled. You leave people as they fucking are and you keep them moving. But our city is nothing but fucking travelers. So everybody's walking around. Like, it's, like me, like I said, at 3 a.m., 3 a.m. is different than 5 p.m. Because 5 p.m., you couldn't tell me nothing. You know what I mean? That I'll start talking to you about whatever crazy shit you're talking about. I'm like, okay, now that was wrong because it's not crazy. But you know what I mean? If somebody starts talking to you about a fucking cantaloupe and you haven't seen one and you don't know what the context is and then they start talking about a turkey and shit like that, I'm talking like crazy in the form of context versus 
at 3 a.m. Like, bitch, I'm scared. I'm trying not to get raped right now. <laughs> That's it. That's all. And I saw a man yelling. So what am I supposed to do? You know, what am I supposed to feel? And walking around right now, I don't walk after um, six. I definitely, I don't walk. Be, I don't walk around after sunset or before. Like, I'm home before sunset, and I have a schedule that can allow me to do that right now. But it shouldn't be that way. So I feel like, you know, LA did some really wonderful things where they made encampments, like, you know, little tiny homes and uh, San Diego, I I know is more conservative, but I feel I wanted to start this business so long ago and, you know, fuck around and let me get my money right. I still want to do it where it's just housing for people for three months. Like if I have the money, it's housing for people for three months while they try to figure out like what their life is. Because sometimes you just need just a little bit of help. Just a little bit of help. That's it. You're not a useless human. You're a good person, but you just need a little bit of help, you know? And it fucks me up. It fucks me up to see it because every day that I walk by near my neighborhood, there's this man that has created this really interesting, you know, encampment for himself where it's not there during the daytime, but definitely like around 5 or 6 p.m., it's him in his little box. There's no cover over him, but it's like a wardrobe box and he's in there. He's got his blanket and he just reads books. And all I do is just look at the title of the books. That's all I do every single time. And I, I want to offer like, if I have food, if I, You know, like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's so much. It's too much. And I think we have enough money in San Diego to make some shit happen for some people that are just a little bit off their path and without a home. So my America's Burning Report this week is about that. And that involves the city government, the state government, and the federal government, and we as a general whole as society, because I think we look down on people that are not in the positions we are, and that's really tragic. So there's that. That is the America's Burning Report this week. I'll see you next week when I get into the fuck you, Joe Biden, you stupid ass bitch report. Oh, it's coming. This week in the Goddess is Really Watching report, I, first of all, I don't want to pay for a Netflix, but I think I, I, I need to uh, very soon, but whatever, I have one, and I didn't watch anything on Netflix that was not something that I've watched before. I watched Girlfriends and, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross and all of the girls, and so I love it, but um, 
So I'm not watching Netflix right now. I want the thing that has been driving me crazy for the last, uh, I guess like five months in 2021 was WandaVision. Like, don't let black Twitter show you. What, who is Vaishan? I want him. Who is he? When can we get together? You have you guys ever asked yourself the question like, are you horny or is it just um, that you haven't been out yet? Okay, the possibilities are endless, but Vaishan and I need to get together. But also, I need to see the show because he might be the villain. I've seen a silver version of him that I didn't really like. Um, so I went to my dad's house and like. My dad's house has got everything. So that's where I'm like, okay, Disney. Yes, let's watch Mulan. Amazing. Great. Watch it. The best of all the live action movie shit. And then uh, Disney shit. And then, um, you know, okay, you guys have the HBO. So most of the time when I go to my dad's house, I watch uh, Game of Thrones. And because I'm such a super fan my, that's all my dad and I talk about. <laughs> so he has like this, there's two televisions for the main public, I guess, where there's one downstairs in the formal living room. And then there's one upstairs that's, um, I guess it's informal, but that's normally where he watches the sports and stuff. And then I'll be downstairs watching like <laughs> Rihanna's like Savage Fenty like <laughs> lingerie show and then I'll hear it and I'm like hey girls I've gotta go and I go upstairs and I, I watch a show and I talk to my dad about this amazing show so HBO is my shit I've been watching HBO for too long I'm not gonna talk about it's fine it's fine everything is fine you know what let me just go ahead and close the window because I can't stand it. This is supposed to be noise canceling, canceling, so you can't hear it, but I can, and it's really driving me the fuck nuts. Hold on, please. I love Bill. Oh my God. I love living in an old building. I, like I said, haven't talked to people. I'm not used to talking to people. So, and anyway, so I, oh, thank you so much for asking. What is my dream Saturday? My dream Saturday is waking up early enough to watch uh, some sort of dew uh, around and get a lovely snack and a nice, you know, I like a chai. I like a dirty chai, actually, with an espresso almond milk, preferably. But, you know, I'm also environmentally conscious, so I will take a yup. I'll drink the cow's milk, but black people are mostly, like, lactose intolerant, so that shit is, like, not good for you, so an oat milk and you know, uh, what are the, what's the other alternative? What is, uh, I live in California, so we're, okay, whatever, ignore it. I wake up, 
And ideally in my apartment, I want to switch it around where I have my dining room. I want to put the uh, couch uh, because my apartment was built in the 1920s and I've painted, I've done all of that, but I hate my table. So I'm going to be getting rid of my table and I'm looking at it right now. And I always feel like things have like spirits and shit like that. Like, so I just, I don't hate you. It's just, you don't fit what I'm trying to do right now. So there's this new table that I'm looking for, which I'm probably going to get by the end of next month. Um, and I want to move it to where the couch is currently, which is just brightly lit and beautiful and just like, ugh. but I don't have space for a TV. So the place where the dining room is currently is a TV. And when I get the TV, I want to do what I've always done, which is have a PlayStation and, um, play my games, the Sims, like, let's not lie about it. And then uh, Grand Theft Auto, because, you know, you have to be able to exercise the violence that's in your heart. Otherwise, how do you know? How do you know, you know, that you really have feelings, emotions, things of that sort? Um, one of my favorite memories of, I'm not gonna talk about him, but if you listen to this podcast, you know that I talk about a person named Josh who perhaps died last year and my favorite memory was he had to get some random surgery and they gave him some meds and he came home and all I was doing was just like cooking for him and trying to make sure he was taken care of and all he wanted to do. So I bought him a brand new PlayStation (laughs) and um, I got him Grand Theft Auto. And at the time I got him three Grand Theft Autos. I don't remember the second one, but there was Andreas, there was um, Vice City and there was another one. But let me tell you the fuck what Vice City was my shit. So he would go I would say, hey, finish your missions and do whatever you want to do. But what I want to do is go fuck these whores and then also go on top of a building and shoot at cops and then also wait until the, you know, undercover cops like show up. And then you start shooting bitches like in Ferraris that are supposed to be undercover cops. Listen, I'm I'm different. Yeah, I'm different or just violent. Um. So it was really, it was one of, it was one of my favorite memories because all he did was take his meds, play, eat the food, play his um, Grand Theft Auto or GTA, as the kids would say, hashtag GTA. And he would just be like, you're so pretty. You're so pretty. And I miss him so much. And I'm not going to ever lie about that. And every memory that I remember, I'm going to uh, talk about. But our shit was definitely... Uh, uh, HBO. So whew. I watched the Tina Turner documentary and it was amazing. My mother, first of all, would tell me about this memory of me being a baby. Basically, I don't know what age I was, but a baby, <laughs> but could talk. And she either it was my uncle or somebody was carrying me on their back and they loved Tina Turner. They loved her and they would sing what's love got to do with it. So I would start singing what's love got to do with it with them. And so anytime that song ever came on or was ever brought up or ever referenced, they would say that's your favorite song because I used to sing it. 
So living in America at like some point in the 90s, everybody loved Oprah. But my mom really loved Oprah, but my mom also loved Tina Turner. And that's like her gen. My mom is like 30 years younger than Tina. So she's, it's not her generation, but it is her generation at the same time. So I watched this documentary called Tina. And my God, it was so beautiful. It was so inspiring. We've done this thing. We've talked about this, right? A black woman created rock music. A queer black woman, a queer big black woman created rock music. Black people created country music. Black people, obviously, R&B, pop music, like, you know, (laughs) it's popular, right? Popular music, what's popular? It's mostly black music. And so watching her plight as somebody that came from a child of, you know, people that were very closely related to the transatlantic slave trade and seeing her become a fucking rock star but not be given her due was fucking me up. And it's such a good documentary. I don't want to give too much away, but I will just say she was already a talent And then she met this guy named um, Ike Turner. And uh, after the documentary came out, a lot of people were on Twitter and they were like, you know, there's that line in Drunken Love where Jay-Z says, now eat the cake, anime, now eat the cake, anime. And because her real name is Anime Bullock. And I like the line because... There was something so crazy about that scene that just, uh, but at the same time, when you look at her life story, you're like, oh shit, this is pure violence. It's nothing but violence. It's nothing but just like, it's, it's wow, you know? And it was this heartbreaking story. And she had this line where she said, I can't remember it uh, specifically, but basically her life had been very difficult and she had never felt love for the very first 50 years of her life. And I'm just like, I'm a bitch in my 30s. And I'm just like, what do you mean? So it told her story and most of it was centered around the fact that Ike Turner beat her. And every interview that she had to go to was centered around Ike Turner beating her. And you have this woman that is a goddamn rock star. She's a voice. She's a style icon. She is a revolutionary. She is so many different things. I swear to God, my city is really pissing me off right now. It's, oh my God. Um, so let it be, whatever. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Okay. Um, and she was telling the story of herself and how she just wanted to sort of be identified as her own self. And she had to leave America and she went to Europe. And then that was where What's Love Got to Do With It came out. I was a child. So my parents had um, 
what's love got to do with it and they had the bodyguard <laughs> like some of these early movies that came out in the 90s on vhs scarface you know things like that and i would when they were gone watch them and fuck man you're talking about looking at a strong fucking woman but part of the documentary that really touched my heart was her talking about her um struggle to find love and her struggle to find it wasn't herself because she had always been there and she became a buddhist and the namyoho rengekyo you know thing really helped her and it, like there are certain things that become jokes in popular culture but when you see something that helps someone it was such a good documentary but my favorite thing about it was the end of it which was this love story that she told about the man that she eventually fell in love with and i think they live in switzerland or somewhere like in europe and i always say i feel like you know the love of my life is probably in scandinavia but how will i find him who's gonna know who's gonna find out certainly not me because i'm in san diego and whatever but it was a beautiful, it was, it was beautiful. It, it really was. And she's 80 now. Like, oh my God, it was just, it was so good. It was so good. So watch Tina. The next thing that I discovered, because when I go to my dad's house, it's always the same thing, right? Everybody has their own room to go to. They're living their regular life. I'm just there for drama. <laughs> not really. I'm not there for drama, but my, um, I don't want to say like, you know, stepsister, but my sister, uh, one of my sisters is a Leo. And so I'll always get dramatic at some particular point because I've had one too many of the drinks and then I'll start crying and start telling I, I love everyone or start complaining about like, you know, an unresolved issue, but I'm going to do it publicly in front of everybody. And there's only five of us, right? So there's three sisters and my dad and uh, my stepmom. And she's always like, it's okay, cry, cry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like your energy. <laughs> However, I feel bad about it very soon after. And then I get, are you not embarrassed? Is this not embarrassing? Yes, yes, that's where I get. But I love to share my feelings. Um, because I feel like a lot of us don't necessarily get an opportunity to do that. And so, yeah, I do it. Like we reward musicians, writers, and public figures to express their feelings, but somehow or another, you're not allowed to express your feelings. And it kind of feels like a trash move, you know? So the very next thing that I watched when I went upstairs was exterminate all the brutes. I was Googling books. I was Googling, I was trying to order them. One of them was way too expensive. It was way out of my fucking budget. I think it was like $800. And there's another book like that. Oh God, that's $800. And I just, I saved it, you know, in one of my lists. And I said, if I have the money, I need to get this fucking book. I really do. Exterminate All the Brutes was by a Congolese man by the name of Raoul Peck. And I saw five episodes and my God. Mm. 
when you think of exterminate all the brutes, there is certain emotions that are evoked because who would normally say that? And if your answer was white supremacy, you're goddamn right. That's exactly who I thought would say that. And as I start watching it, it's a um, documentary with, you know, historic visuals and, but also a reenactment. And the reenactments involved a very cute man from back in my youths um, named Josh Hartnett. And he played a colonizer and it was pretty brutal. And it was this very interesting dance because he was evil. But um, it was like, oh, cool, you're getting work. <laughs> Do you ever think that way? Like, oh, you're getting work. That, that's, that's good. That's good. That's nice. It's cute. And then, um, but the brutality of history being shown in such a, I don't even want to say that the word is, you know, it or phrases thought provoking way. It was truthful. It was insane how amazing this was. So I want it on the DVD. Is that still a thing? I don't have a television in my house, so now I want to get. I told if you remember a few podcasts ago, your bitch was trying to get like a three thousand dollar like television from Costco. My dad and I went there because I told you my dad has the truck, and I go shopping with him every month to Costco to get the thing, or like you know, uh, uh, like around there to get things that I need. And then I saw this television, and I'm not even a television girl, but I was just like, I need it. So I want to switch my entire house around for this television, but then to be able to afford to just like shell out $3,000 for a television? Are you not embarrassed? Is this not embarrassing? Eh? I'm embarrassed, but I want it. But if I could figure out a way to, you know, I don't care what the new technology is. If it is on DVD, I want to own this documentary, Exterminate All the Brutes, because it was so fucking brilliant. Raul Peck is the name of the um, uh, the director, and he's had many films, and it's just so wow. So then after that, I was like, well, what's next? And it was the Tiger Woods documentary. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That Tiger Woods documentary was sensational, friend. Like, it was pop. I didn't have popcorn, but I should have. I didn't have, like, I, I didn't have an Ambien, you know, just loose to have. But I should have. First of all, I've never taken an Ambien in my life. I, um... You know, you know me. I like the uh, uh, the the weed, and you know, if somebody has coca, then that's fine. But anything else, please, please don't bother me. I don't do pills. I don't do downers. I don't do. I, I don't do these things. You know, of that sort. And um, with so many people dying of like fentanyl and shit like that, I just don't trust anything. So weed is currently just like where I live if I'm going to do a drug. And it's legal here in California. 
And you know, premium grade cocaine used to be legal uh, up until the 1920s, but they stopped that because, oh, people like to have fun. People stay up and they watch documentaries. I remember that one. Okay, not that I have. I've never done it. <clears throat> but if I did, I will read, take notes, and want to write a whole one would say a dissertation, but I'm not in college anymore. So I want to write a book about certain things. That's like my shit. And I remember Lady Gaga talking about the fact that she would be in her apartment writing songs and just be, a, you know, on the premium grade A cocaina. And I'm just like, wow. Um, But it's so looked down upon. And I don't, I never want to do it in a strange place. I never want to do it with people that I don't know because I don't do it, first of all, if I did. So let's talk about Tiger Woods real quick. Tiger Woods, this young phenom, within the black community, embrace. Like, it's like, I'm looking at Serena Williams, but, you know, if she hated herself for being black. Like, certain things. You know what I mean? Like, so Tiger Woods, this was fascinating because the, I think the core of the story was the fact that this was a young man that admired his father and had a very strong relationship with his father. But unfortunately, they did not really explore the relationship with his mother, who's Thai. So then they explored the relationship with Tiger and race. And Tiger and race was interesting. Tiger and race was fascinating because growing up, Tiger was the shit. Tiger was the absolute fucking shit. But I remember him specifically in the Mo Money Mo Problems music video, which he wasn't in, but it was Diddy and Mace, who, you know, if you know me, you know I love Mace. You know, you know I was trying to marry that man. Like, you know that that's where, like, my heart was. And <sighs> so that's how I first, like, was introduced, like, you know, to the notion of Tiger because they sort of did, like, this reworking of him winning the masters or the what no not is it the masters he was in a red shirt whatever and but it wasn't the green jacket so it might have not been the masters it might have been an open whatever I, I i take a lot of time to explain things and i just want to be clear and then the next time that i really got to notice him was when dave Chappelle had his fucking show and dave Chappelle had this fucking skit called the don't do this to me stuff the race draft. I almost forgot. The race draft. My absolute fucking favorite skit. Suh, I'll say skits. The race draft and Black Bush. Black Bush is my favorite fucking Dave Chappelle skit. There's so many of my favorite Dave Chappelle skits because Dave Chappelle is my favorite fucking person. If I get to meet him, I will probably fucking faint. I love Dave Chappelle. But when he did that race draft and the very first person that was drafted was Tiger Woods because he was trying to figure out like where he was going to go, you know, because he was Kabla Collision or whatever the fuck he thought or stole things. Wonderful. But I was a young girl in love with a young man and I had gone through a breakup, but I was definitely still married, I think at this point. And I was... 22, <laughs> 23. I can't remember. I really don't. I have to go back and look, but I was visiting my dad in Japan 
And all of a sudden, and it was like Thanksgiving timeframe or something like that. And this notice pops up and it's, I was, you know, cause I'm constantly looking for the Wi-Fi, you know, the Wi-Fi. And it was like Tiger Woods was in a car accident. I said, shit, I don't really follow him, but fuck that. I hope he doesn't die. And I was so worried that Tiger Woods was going to fucking die. But at the same time, I never followed his career. And then, you know, then the story starts to come out. This documentary explored his father being a philanderer and how he learned from that and how people protected him and how he just loves mediocre white women. You know what I mean? Except for Rachel, is it Yucatel, Ucatel, whatever her name is? I don't think she's mediocre. I think she's 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 something. And I'm not talking looks. I'm just saying, like, you know, that girl, she's when you find an ambitious woman, that is that's something. But the rest of them are, you know, cocktail waitress. I'm a you know, a server and just regular ass fucking girls and tiger would. The the information that I found out, I was just like, damn. <laughs> I was blown away. But then the other part of it was he had found his wife, and his wife was this gorgeous woman. Uh, and I would say gorgeous. I don't know, like, I don't know her too well, but I just remember her being very attractive, and she was a nanny, and like, you know, she has this story that just seems so perfect, you know? And there he goes cheating on the most perfect woman. And he's out there with cocktail waitresses and, you know, the fucking drinking girls. And they had one woman there that was a bottle service woman and just, uh, I think, a promoter that would, she was like, Tiger was not like that. And then, you know, when you started to hear the stories, it was sad because that's not how he started out. But there he was excelling at his sport, but then he felt the need to be this whore. And so the story about him and his wife, I think her name is Elin, him calling all the girls and saying, please change your voicemail and do this and do that. And just, I remember being in the midst of my husband cheating on me and just knowing and listening and hearing the desperation and the voice to try to save a situation. And it didn't work out for him and his entire fortune. Reputation. Talent. Because he came back. And then we have more stories with Tiger and... um, Ambien and Tiger and car accidents and to see him all sort of disoriented talking to the police and here's this this great man and you're seeing a downfall. So the very end of it left me just you're a hero to so many, not to me, but you're a hero to so many people and in a game that is not you know, as he spoke about, um, occupied, occupied by black people. And here you are, um, basically being disgraced, you know, but the fall from grace is not our only story. 
I say that repeatedly because I think people go through that a lot in life. And it was interesting to see a comeback, but then only to see, oh, Tiger, not another car accident with you. Do you guys remember that story with Roseanne? The she the uh, she had a television show Roseanne, and then uh, they brought it back. I think during the Trump years, just like a couple years ago, and then um, she got on her Twitter. It was the number one show. She and the whole thing was centered about like the the Connor family was being. Um, there were Trump supporters, and then she went on Twitter and had this terrible racist. Um, uh, rant about Valerie Jarrett, and then she blamed it on being on Ambien. I didn't know that Ambien was doing this to you, hoes. She got fired from her job, but Tiger technically didn't get fired. He's just waiting for his talent to come back to do it all over again, which is the beauty of sports. But I tell you what, it was a good ass fucking documentary. That was sensational, my friend. That was it for the Goddesses Really Watching report. I really enjoy those. And if you get a chance to watch them, highly recommend. It's interesting. At the very least, it's interesting. All right. Next segment. <laughs> this week in the staff rant... It's weeks of, um, honestly, it's been mostly, oh God, <laughs> mostly tears, um, and stress. I can't do this. Like I honestly, I can't do this American life anymore. Yes, I can, but at the same time, I can't, if I want to pay attention, I am stressed out every fucking day, every day. So today there's a Central Park Karen who decides to take the charges away from two young black women that went to go take photos at Central Park and uh, called the police on them and wouldn't give the charger back and said she was being attacked. And there was a young woman. I think it, mm, the name might be Michaela again. And I want to say Miller. I just, I'm stressed, fam. I'm fucking done. I'm stressed. I'm so fucking, I'm, I'm the person that keeps up with all of this stuff. And these last four weeks have just been too much. I want to cry. That's what I want to do, but I think I need a distraction away from that. I can't do this anymore. Every day between 2018, 2019, and 20 fucking 20, I had to go out there and convince people that young migrant children that were brown deserve lives and not just lives, but good ones. But then on a daily basis, especially since 2014, I've been, Hey, we're good people. 
like, fuck me, I'm going to cry. Like, we're good people. Like, that George Floyd shit was a lot. Oh, my God. Let me calm myself down. Let me calm it down. Um, I couldn't handle watching the trial. It was... Whatever the verdict was, yes, 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 I get it. You know, it's what they could, but we saw a murder. Woo! We saw a murder that a 17-year-old black girl recorded, and it had to go to court to say that that was a murder. So we were watching that live knowing that there is a possibility that the verdict was going to come back as not guilty. So what the... What the fuck country do I live in? And this time last year, I was so stressed. I was so sad. I was so, so... I thought I was going to die. There were so many reasons for me to think that I was going to die, but I just thought I was going to die. And I can't tell you how many times today I was walking around, you know, for my exercise where, is somebody pulling out a gun? Oh my God, is somebody, like, did I look at somebody the wrong way? Did I do, I'm asking, and so I guess they call that anxiety, but also America. You're a fucking target even if you don't want to be one. I just... This shit was a lot, fam. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm going to calm myself down because I hate crying on my podcast because then I can't listen to it. Then I can't edit it. And then it's a whole thing. But I, I couldn't do this shit. I really couldn't. I'm so sorry, like, they killed kids. It's crazy to me that there is this fucking white girl that I've seen on Twitter for years carrying guns, threatening people, doing this, and then... A taser kills a young black man, and the first thing that they pull up is him holding up a gun like he's the most terrible person in the world. And oh my god, I need to calm myself down. I can't do this. I've this is why there hasn't been a podcast because I can't do this. I really can't. Um. <clears throat> we deserve better. People deserve better than this. And unfortunately, we're not giving it to them. And But I don't know how you've been able to stand it the last three weeks. Like, this shit has been fucking rough. <laughs> Every day there's a new name. Every day there's a new story. Every day there's a child, like a 
child. We're good. We're good. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. I can't. This is why I haven't wanted to do the podcast because I, 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 I'm in defense of Black Lives. When you have the president giving an address and then the vice president, who is quote unquote black, gives the address where she says, America's not a racist country. Like, bitch, fuck you and suck my dick. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's all I experience. Most of the time, just a simple walk to the harbor. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. Just walk to the harbor, be cool. Everything is cool. I don't talk to anybody. I put my headphones in and I walk, and you'd be surprised the shit that mean people say to you. Today I had a white man tell me, follow the white girl, follow the white girl. That's what you need to do to be pretty. (laughs) She was Asian, the girl that he was pointing to, but that doesn't matter. It was a point that I wasn't pretty because I'm black. Um... I'm not good at this shit like I like anymore. I'm not. It was fun watching it. It was fun talking about it, but I can't. I've been avoiding this podcast for over a month because my heart is hurt. Like it's just hurt. You have to explain, oh shit, like you don't have to kill black people. Why? Oh shit, I need to give you a reason. Cool. All right, so the reason is, and this and that, and it was just too much. It was too much. And here I am. My entire fucking motivation by the middle of the fucking summer is to be back organizing again heavy by the time 2022 comes that's all i want to do is organize and and get people out to do shit because you know if they don't do it then nobody's gonna get anything but for the love of jesus christ at least of latter latter is it the latter day saints I like to make jokes about real issues and here I am. I, um, yeah, no, man, I couldn't do this shit. I really couldn't. The Chauvin show was too much. Um, everything that has happened from that point on, you've got 
Daniel Kaluuya, oh, cool, you won an Oscar. Let me ask you a question about, like, the person that you're not. So what's the big story going to be? The average fucking bitch doesn't know who Daniel Kaluuya is, but I do. The Africans do. People do. And so he's an important person, but no, it's not like this fun, cute little trick that you can fucking, like, play, you know? So... I'm very glad that my podcast um, <clears throat> cut off because I just cried. I have had a very difficult time this last uh, April specifically about uh, you know I don't say the n-word. And I hope anybody that I deal with doesn't say the N-word, but, um, you know, the phrase is the N-word news, and it was too much. I'm not doing it. I just, I can't right now. I was just crying every day. And I just, I don't have enough money for every GoFundMe. I don't have enough. Like, I'm just going to take care of myself right now. And I'm trying to get myself to be, like, in a really good position, like, where I can I can chill and go do the shit that I want to do, which is go organize and, you know, fundraise and do the things that I want to. But damn, man. I do that shit on a daily basis, or at least was, like, during the pandemic, because, you know, you weren't really able to see people, and it's so, what is a white colonial word that I get, taxing on the soul, because then I don't want to do anything else. Then I just, I don't even have the space to be tired. Then all I have is just the time to tell stories. And nah, man, like this shit's, woo. I shouldn't have recorded this podcast. I'm sad. I'm really sad. Like it's just, it's too much. Oh my God. It's just, it's so much. And if people, like, I, oh, I appreciate my, like, non-Black friends posting and, oh, this is, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and blah, but they're killing babies. You can't fix the spirit from that. Once somebody already knows that that, that's something that can happen, like, you can't fix the spirit from that. So I'm always going to know about it. So, like, the only thing that we can do is stop this shit from happening. But we've been unable to, and every case gets worse, and I'm sorry, because I did not get a chance to talk about George Floyd, but I, I'm 
That was like the most diabolical shit I've ever seen in my life. And I felt it was so deliberate and I felt like it was just so with people watching, with a mob. I wish somebody had a gun and I wish somebody killed him. I really do. Because nobody deserves to die like that nine minutes. That's torture. I'm hearing about hangings. I'm gonna go read about them. I can't do this, you know? Like, yes, I can because this is the work that I decided to do, but this shit is fucking rough, friend. Like, this shit is fucking rough, rough. I had friends that came to tell me, I can't even look at your Instagram anymore because I'll go and like, oh, hey, here's a photo of me trying to look hot, tanks, and then the rest of the time, I'll post things that I think are important, and then I'll archive them later, so it just looks like it's, like, me trying to, like, look sexy, but nobody likes that shit. They know I'm sad. I know I'm sad. I'm so sad, man. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't function last year. Like, this time last year, I was, I was tripping the fuck out. Like, and not on any drug, maybe on some gin, but I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the shit. Like, this was too much. This was too much. People saw it. I'll never look at it. I'll never look at that video. The rest of my days, I will never look at that video. But people saw it. And I heard it. And I heard heard one part and it was just... The entire, like... I understand why there was a... a reckoning quote unquote in America last year, but to me it wasn't enough. You don't do that to a man for nine minutes. And people know about it. And they they blame themselves for not doing anything. It was an execution. And most of the time what they do is they say, oh, it was a suicide, and they hang you in a tree. And the family has to say, no, he would never do that. But there'll never be justice. This was lynching. New style. This is what they're doing. This isn't the new style. Like, my 
Selena. It's my cat. These are new style lynchings that they're doing. And I've been watching and I've been noticing and I can't, I can't do this. I can't. And said, maybe once a month you come and talk. Well, I could, like, yeah, it's been a month and I have 10 stories from black people. There's a man here in Escondido. I think he's uh, brown. They kneeled on him. So it doesn't have to be black, but it's the tragedy of the situation that we're not talking about. This is too much. And what are we all doing about it? We're going out. We're ignoring it just like we did before, which is exactly why this situation has continued to prosper. My cat is such an annoying asshole right now. I don't. Selena. Bashishi, please. We're ignoring that real things aren't happening in the world, but they are. And eventually I hope we get our things together, but normally what happens is black people will complain, then people will count a complain, then mostly when I was going to the 2014 um, walks and protest it was the asian young kids in college that came along with us and then you know the brown folks and then the muslim folks showed up and then eventually the white people showed up when george floyd died but i'm sorry it was murdered and then it goes quiet again so we're in a quiet space again because there's been justice but what is justice and I worry too much about that all the time. I hate my cat so much. I really, like, I love her, but, like, God. I hope you're a good friend. I hope you understand why I haven't been around and why I don't want to talk about this. I just, I can't. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, like. Last year, I couldn't leave my house. I was being blamed, like, by the person that I was with at the time. Like, we, you know, so he chose to leave the house. But I was scared. I was terrified for so many reasons. And seeing everything that happened this week, I couldn't even pick a case. I couldn't even pick a case for black people to be scared because there's so many different variations of it. So what the fuck am I supposed to do? <sighs> We're going to be back next week with a stuff rant that I hope is more about. I heard people are fighting in airports now. 
Like there's fight clubs in airports. I was so enamored with this. A man that's never going to talk to me uh, with uh, Carlos that um, I hadn't checked the shade room. I hadn't checked any of like, you know, some of the fun gossip sites. And then I look back as I look back one day and it was like, oh, shit. The the girls are fighting in um, airports, Umar and Kevin Samuels, which I'm so interested in. Oh, my God. And then there's there's so many different things that are happening. But my heart, my heart can't take Black Death. It just can't. It just it won't. So I have to figure out some sort of balance to be able to talk about things, these things. But I think April was a slaughter. It really was. But, hey, friend, I'm going to be back next week with the Goddesses Watching Report. You like it, you... Okay, you might not like it, but, you know, you made it this far? Okay, all right, well, I love you, bye. We'll talk next week, all right? I love you. Okay, bye. Thank you.